Well, good day. I'm Mark Sylvester, ambassador of 805 Connect and your host for this 805 Conversation, where we talk to fascinating people you'll want to know better. Our show is sponsored by California Lutheran University's School of Management and Tolman and Weicker Insurance Services. Thanks to them both for their support and continued encouragement. Thanks to our podcasting partner, Pullstring Press, for this great place to have these conversations, and to Patrick, my co-host. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Mark. Good to see you. This is uh, another great conversation right in our immediate future with Jackie Burge. Jackie, how are you? I'm really good. Drove all the way in from Ojai? Yes, it was a tough drive along the ocean. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> For those that are listening to us uh, in uh, Bolivia and uh, Aruba <laughs> and good. Finland, and we're trending in, and now in Spain. Uh, we have some listeners in Spain. I'd love them to write us. Uh, Ojai is a, tell us about Ojai a little bit. Ojai is a quaint little town, 80 miles north of Los Angeles, uh, sort of a good stop-off point between L.A. and Santa Barbara. But we're inland about 20 miles, mm. so we get that mountain air and that hot summer weather. And it's a really sweet town where you just get to know everybody, and everybody gets to know you, where you walk down the street and you get to see people everywhere that you know, and it's just really sweet. I love That it sense there. of community. How long have you lived there? I've been there just about 13 years. Wow. Yeah. Where'd you come from originally? L.A. Yeah. So you, like I say, we barely escaped the gravitational pull of Los Angeles. <laughs> exactly. Right? Yes. It was a decision to avoid traffic as a long-term life goal. For me, <laughs> in 1972, I left L.A. It had been 110 for uh, 10 days. Mm -hmm. And I drove to Ojai. And oh. it was 112. Yes. That, that would, that not, you know... I would have been in Ojai. Uh, however, I drove out to the coast and hit the water at Carpinteria, and it was like 87. I went, oh, my gosh. And I've been in Santa Barbara ever since. So you, you get to Ojai. Mm -hmm. You um, are now, you've just kind of broken out on your own and started a whole new company called Desk Yogi. Tell us, tell us about that. Yeah, I um, just made this giant life choice to do something I'm really passionate about, which is help people that work all day feel better. Hmm. Because when I worked all day in an office, I didn't feel good. And I realized that health being a choice, that how could I choose to be healthy? Because I couldn't let anything I was doing go, meaning parenting hmm. and you know the work that I had in front of me. So how could I fit in taking care of myself? I think... A lot of us grapple with that. We have that image of, and you know, desk yogis, not for women, but speaking as a woman who's a mom, of course, that's going to be the lens that I sure. share from. But I think all people experience being too busy uh, in this day and age. And, you know, we have this image of this woman from the 70s who's like, you know, doing everything. Super mom. Yeah, super mom. She's, you know, and with a smile. And, <laughs> and a cigarette. And a, yeah, and a cigarette. And, you know, and, a and martini. then all she needs is a Calgon bath, and right. she's like magically transformed and, yeah. and better. I didn't have that experience with Calgon. So I was like, <laughs> what am I going to do um, for myself? And, you know, I was in a really exciting 
uh, part of a really exciting business, as most of you may know, called Lynda.com. Sure. And I was there when it was originally in Ojai and moved to Ventura and then ended up in beautiful Carpinteria. And when you're in a company and that amazing growth and that amazing push forward, you're part of that energy. And at some point, to no fault of anyone, it just sorts, sort of starts to level off. Hmm. And I found that I have a lot of creative energy that needs to be channeled somewhere. Hmm. And so hmm. I wasn't hmm. being challenged as much at work. And I found that I needed to find something to make it more rewarding and to improve my health. So I started teaching yoga at Linda. Really? Yeah. It was a little funny, too, because, <laughs> you know, people know you one way, right? As, um, as a department leader, they know you one way, and then they're surprised. They come in, and you're teaching the yoga class. Downward dog. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> that was really fun. I really enjoyed it. And people came, but not as many people came as wanted to come. Because hmm. uh, you can't always get away. Right. from your desk and go to a yoga class in the middle of the day. And as progressive a company as Linda, it, it still is, but I mean, I mm -hmm. know I know Linda from back in the day as right. well. Um, very progressive on, on so many different levels. And it, <clears throat> the epitome of the tech company, but all of the things that you would expect, right? So you saw that even having, having yoga classes is okay, but how did you make that even better? You know, yoga classes, we had Zumba, we had amazing food, you know, we had a lot of employee perks, amazing health insurance plan. I mean, really incredible. Sure. And um, and, and then Bruce's gift to the employees every year. Yeah. It's, it was, you know, a sweet place to work, and it's still a sweet place yeah. to be a part of. But if you're on a deadline and you're working a 10-hour day, you can't always go to those things. So I was like, right. okay, well, what can I do for the people that stop me in the hall and say, yeah, I'd love the idea of going to a yoga class, but how mm -hmm. am I going to make that happen? Mm -hmm. So I was like, well, I'll just do a live 10-minute um, live exercise class, huh. and then anybody can just go to it and do it. And I spoke to HR, and they were totally open to it. They're like, yeah, go for it. Okay. And I was like, okay, I'll do this. And so, um, you know, it was go-to meeting. Right, you know, sure. Another Santa Barbara another company. Another Santa Barbara company. Right. And uh, the first class had like 20 people. And then the second class had, you know, 60 people. And then, you know, six what? weeks in, it was people from the offices in Australia just so when doing you say this 10-minute yoga break. or mash I called it an exercise mashup. So these were live stream Live stream classes because we found that people could take a 10-minute break way easier than they could commit to an hour-long yoga class or mm. way easier than they could maybe get to the gym in the morning or, or go to exercise after work. Some people do, but the majority just can't fit that they in. they got to get back into life. Well, they got to get home. they got to eat. they gotta, they got to, you know, people have lots to do these days, and they have big commutes, and they've got you know, a lot of obligations, which are great. I think a lot of people do many, many things that they enjoy. How how long did you do this? Because I'm thinking Linda is all about teaching and training mm -hmm. and, and doing it in just absolutely mastered the bite-sized bit. Yeah. Right? How do you take a, you know, I, I would look at a class that's 18 hours long, <laughs> eight minutes at a time. Yeah. Right? I, I, I do that. So was that part of your psyche or just kind of that was the culture? Well... 
you know, I was in a learning environment and a learning culture that encouraged staff to, you know, that they could learn it. That was the tagline. You can learn it. And that was true. And, and coming from a background in, you know, exercise and yoga and mm, massage mm. and nutrition, um, I feel that, yeah, you can learn it, but you can also feel good if you don't feel good, no matter what. That health is a choice. But there are restrictions, right? If you're only oh, allowed like by your boss two 15-minute breaks a day and a half-hour lunch, oh, right, you right, can't right. necessarily make... Um, makes the wrong word. You can't necessarily <laughs> partake in, in the benefits that the company is providing you. And it's no fault of the company. We just hadn't learned how to reach those desk-bound folks. Mm -hmm. And so I found a way to do that because the reason why I chose 10 minutes is because customer service and sales and engineers and other areas of the company only get two 15-minute breaks a day. It's like, well, you go to the bathroom, That's you have a snack, right. you check social media, right, and then maybe you do a little yoga. Mm. So what did that... Um, I'm, I'm thinking of the photographs of you walking around the office. Yeah. What, what did that look like? And how did people deal with... I mean, I'm thinking of doing the... I've done yoga a couple of times. Uh -huh. I'm a kickboxer. Right. Uh, and I'm thinking of some of the poses I've had to get exactly. into. So they're doing that in their cubicle or in their open space, or how does that work? You know, for this one, because it was live and spontaneous, <coughs> and I never had the belief that I'm going to solve somebody's, like, 100% health issue. Right. But if I can turn somebody on to how it feels after 10 minutes of moving your body mm, when mm, you've been mm, stationary mm. for four hours, that's a win for the person. And that makes me feel good about what I'm sharing and giving back. So the feedback was that people experienced that. And actually uh, the customer service department, I'm sure, I'm sure it didn't work for every single person, but I didn't hear from them. Hmm. But the people hmm. that it did work for, I did hear from and very loudly. Hmm. And the experience that, that propelled me to leave Linda and start this company on a larger scale was the experience of being at one of our satellite offices in um, Woodland Hills and having a gentleman walk up to me that I'd never seen before who was like holding a Diet Coke, who no fault to his own looks like he had never been in the sun. Oh, <laughs> sure. You know, who probably, and you know, I'm making this assumption, worked all day at his computer, drove home, played video games, you know, ate dinner. So of this 24-hour life cycle, he probably was moving around three hours, you know, because if you're sitting, you're, you're sleeping. you're being charitable. Yeah, I'm being charitable. He came up to me and I was like, oh God, he's going to tell me that the soda machine's broken or, <laughs> you know, that something was wrong with some part of what he was doing in the day. And what he did was he came up to me and he inspired me. He said, your 10-minute exercise break is my favorite part of the week. Wow. This is somebody who I didn't even know would even log on and do the session. Somebody that this is not part of his regular routine. And so, you know, I had the flash in the moment and then it took me some time <laughs> to really process. You know, we've all had those moments where we're like, wow, I didn't realize that it had the impact, what I'm doing had the impact that it did in, in this demographic of people. Right. How can I bring this to more people? That how, was your instant thought was right It was there. my instant thought, how can I bring it to more people? Wow. So 
you know, I was at a time in my life where I was able to leave lynda.com and I was like, I'll start, I'll just buy a webcam on Amazon, (laughs) (laughs) you know, and I'll just lie, I'll just do it on YouTube. And I found that it wasn't enough, you know, that I wanted to offer more than just a 10 minute live session a couple of times a week to people. I wanted to offer more. Mm. And so, you know, in the discovery of what I really, truly wanted to give, you know, Desk Yogi became a reality. So how long ago was that when that, I, I, I love the <laughs> spark. We did a whole TEDx uh, in 2010 called The Spark Within. Right, I remember that. Really interested in that moment when you go, ah, that's the thing. And I think it has a lot to do with when you're blind to something. I think we all walk around with a set of blinders on in some regard to the contribution that we're giving and also blind to maybe behavior that we would consider not so great. This was an instance where I was blind to the effect Hmm. of what I chose to share. And I chose to selfishly share it because I wanted to have a creative outlet in my corporate job. And it benefited me. As a result of being really passionate about it, I think that translated. Sure. And people were able to think, well, I might not be brave enough or have the time to go to a public kickboxing or yoga class, but I can do this 10-minute yoga break at my cubicle without much notice and maybe build the courage to learn more or just do that 10 minutes and feel better. So I was in that, that spark that you're talking about. I think it happens when you have a true, honest realization mm-hmm. about what you're doing and you see that it can be have a real impact on your own life and other people's lives. So to stay with the spark and the fire metaphor for a second, it needs fuel and oxygen mm-hmm. and heat. Right. So what was the heat? Um, the heat was driven by the passion to share this with everyone that works in an office. And uh, that can maybe sound a little bit, you know, over the top. But it's when okay. somebody You're an entrepreneur. when you somebody can be wa- over the top. Exactly. When somebody walks up to you with a diet coke in one hand and out of their mouth comes, "I love your yoga sessions." You know, it's, it's a little Hold bit Hold it, you're not my target demo. Right. It's a little bit, you know, it's a little bit of an awakening about your own bias mm. about who participates and I wanted mm. to rid myself of that bias mm. as well. And I think that it, it created a heat to to explore this like in an immediate way. How long ago was that? That was in October of last year. Ah. So like 12 Just, months ago. Yeah. yeah. And I left Linda in November and I took a So you holiday. moved pretty quickly. I mean, this spark hit and you <laughs> went into a wildfire. It went into hyperdrive. I'm, I am, uh, like I have a little bit of a get it done personality. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I took a little break over the holidays, a little siesta, and in March of 2015 of this year, I moved all the furniture out of my house, and we built a studio in my really? living room so we could film these, wow. you know, desk yogi titles, and I started calling people, and where the original idea was actually an order from Amazon for a webcam, <laughs> what happened four months later is I had, you know, leading experts in meditation and exercise philosophy and nutrition in my living room 
filming these titles with a crew. Wow. And I woke up one morning, I was like, what is happening? Wow. <laughs> How is this happening? Wow. It was divinely held, I guess, is the best way to say it. The, so I'm, I'm going to go back to Linda, because mm-hmm. I think of that, that model and that culture you came up with, which was creating a space for leading experts to come and feel really comfortable and give and share and do what they do and capture it, that we know that works. Right. And to find it, uh, it's beyond just yoga. I mean, I used to, you said meditation mm-hmm. and nutrition and, and all these things related to wellness. Let's pause there for a second. You, you describe yourself as a wellness advocate. And a lot of people, that's kind of hard is some, to get that conversation going with yeah. people. What's your... Um, I, I know, uh, what's your, that one sentence story that gets that conversation going with people? How do you open it up? I'm not so great at the one sentence. You, you, will, you will be. I know you have a coach. <laughs> I'm working on that. Um, I think that in most cases, people will share you know, their, their challenges with you if you're open to it. Hmm. And that is a great way to start the conversation. Um, I, I tend to, you know, reach out to people in, in, a, in a way that helping what's already going on with simple and easy to do things. And I think that's just a way to connect. I think people connect over a desire to have a good life. And I think mm-hmm. that's for anybody. But the reason why I call myself a wellness advocate is because I believe that everyone desires to connect with another human, that they want to have a good life, but that in order to connect and in order to have a good life, you have to feel good at a basic level. Mm. And that health is number one. You know how it feels like, when you're going to maybe meet some friends and you just don't feel good, yeah. like you're tired, you're burnt out, you're run down, and you show up and you just don't, you're just not fully available, you're not fully there. Bec- and the only reason is because you don't feel good, because you haven't put your health as your number one priority. And you notice when you don't. How do you, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. And, and as much as anybody on the planet, and I yet I still, it's still not number one all the time. Yes. I mean, I, I have at least for the last 88 days in a row started meditating with Headspace. Yeah. Change uh, has absolutely, I mean, at 62, I wish I'd listened to the guy when I was 22 who said I should do that. Right. But I didn't have an iPhone then. No. And, <laughs> and I, I do now. It it feels like um, health and wellness for most people is a nice to have, and I'm what I'm hearing from you. It's it's a have to have. And how do you rejigger rejigger the priority? And I want to add one little other mm-hmm. nuance to this. When I talk about this with my New York clients, they say your California is showing. Yeah. How do you? You've got a worldwide audience. Yes. How, how do we make, how do you uh, just get that conversation into the right priority it should have? The conversation 
in the corporate world is happening right now as we speak. Mm. You know, the the trend in conversation is that sitting is the new smoking. You know, <laughs> I have that written down over we here. All, <laughs> we, you know, we all have, um, if you haven't heard about a Fitbit or a Jawbone or an Up or Spire or the Apple Watch or these incredible wearable devices that are coming out, you know, I'd be surprised. Um, the challenge is that health is crucial to feeling good. Meaning that, it, let's say you have a disability, let's say that you have a health impairment. How can you feel the best included along with that impairment? Let's say, easy one for office workers, your back, you have a bad back, and you're in physical therapy, and you are actively, you know, knowing that that's part of who you are. You have now labeled yourself, I'm a person with a bad back. Mm, that's your story. Right. You could say that that person can't have optimum health because they have this challenge in their body. And I would say back as a wellness advocate, it's like, yes, you can have that bad back and you can have the best experience in your body that, and the best health you can, given that you still have a bad back. Meaning that you don't give up mm. feeling good if you have a bad back. You just do your best to take care of it. Meaning not sitting all day. Meaning you know, not leaning over, picking something up a certain way. You just learn how to do the best you can to take care of yourself, given that you have a bad back. I don't know if that makes much sense. But I'm saying that health is a choice. And I'm blessed today sitting with you here of coming here today to do this podcast feeling really good. Mm -hmm. It's not by mistake. Mm. I didn't show up here feeling good by mistake <laughs> right it was a choice it's a choice right and you know knowing that i had to be here and had a drive ahead of me i took care of myself around that i went to bed earlier last night i didn't watch you know walking dead before sleep <sighs> i huh. you know i i made choices i ate a healthy meal i did some meditation this morning so i could be grounded and and show up here and you can label that the california <laughs> but you know headspace is a huge company, and I'm sure people on the East Coast are using it too. It's, yeah. And I think that that the yoga and taking care of yourself is not as hidden as we think it is in other parts of the country. They just maybe talk about it a little bit differently. I want to talk about the, the mental aspect of this, because I think one of the things I've learned just recently is um, just saying to my muscles relax like when I'm all tense and stressed mm -hmm. and I sit and just hearing the guy in my head say now we relax you know you relax your muscles and I'm like I'm I can mentally I'm get, get that right now <laughs> um, I actually feel that and I think that the power of our mind with back to this it being a choice I make a choice to feel good mm -hmm. it, is that maybe the first step I choose to feel good and and through controlling my state of mind I actually do feel good can is the power is the mind that strong uh yes <laughs> thank you we're done yeah <laughs> we're all done we can close shop I as uh, you were one of the <laughs> one of the things you were pointing out there about taking care of of anticipating yourself uh, I remember a psychologist talking about the past you, the present you, and, and how the past you can invest, or the, or you can invest in the future you mm -hmm. with, with those kind of anticipations, saying like, you know what, 
tomorrow, like, like let's imagine tomorrow I'm somebody else. They're really going to thank me for going to sleep early tonight. Or they're really going to, th- and this is, this is, we'll talk to to people all the time about like, I'm, I'm not going to drink too much tonight because I need tomorrow. Like I need tomorrow to exist. And if I, if I, if I don't take care of myself tonight, then tomorrow won't exist. It'll be a, you know, a terrible experience. And it is that, that conscious decision-making that leads you forward. The same thing, Mark, you were saying about like, you know, the, the meditating when you're 22. I was told to buy Apple stock when I was 22. I didn't (laughs) listen to that one. You know, um, I, Mark, I've known you for a little while. And I think that if you were to look at your choices, I bet you that health is a number one priority of in the top five of your priorities every day. Yes. It might fall lower than one given, you know, circumstances that are happening in, in your world. But I think that it's usually within the top, I would even say three of how you choose to live your life on a daily basis. And you've probably learned that by trial and error. I've learned some uh, interesting coping mechanisms, right? Cause I'm a, uh, I'm an entrepreneur mm-hmm. and you know, I'm involved in probably too many things. And, and like all of us, the person listening right now, and you know, the fact that my last 30 day meditation block has been on stress and stress isn't bad things happening to you. It's just lots of things happening to you. And how you develop coping mechanisms for that simply like stop, plant your feet on the ground, soft knees, mm-hmm. take three breaths. Someone taught me that. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, t- I'm too busy to breathe. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, but when, it's, when I'm feeling a little squirrel-headed, I, st- I do that. I'll just stop, plant my feet. Take three breaths, hold it, release. I'm shocked at how good I feel, and I made that choice to do that. It's, it's remarkable what happens in your life and in, those, and in the people's lives that you are you know, connecting with through the day. It's amazing what can happen if you make health a priority. And the the reason why i'm so passionate about desk yogi is it allows that it allows health to be a choice mm. because if you're you know not everyone can just leave their job and go for right. a run on the beach especially right. if you're in michigan right um you know between november and march you're you know digging out of the snow <laughs> and driving to work and it could be well below zero what is accessible? A lot of um, companies, uh, I'm sure you've heard of this before, where you get like a discount on a gym membership. Right. Sure. That can still run an individual 30 odd dollars a month. That's expensive if you're on, you know, sure. an income. And then it's something that's outside of work. But Desk Yogi lets people do it right at their, right where they're so working. So tell, tell us how it works. You've, now you've launched... Just within the 90 days, 120 yeah. days? We launched uh, still end of September. We're very babies. We're still baby, baby, babies. Okay. But we're babies in one sense, and we're experts in another sense, because everyone involved has been in the corporate world. Everyone involved on the production side has um, a lot of experience, and the instructors have a lot to share. Um, our meditation instructor, thinking about Headspace, teaches mindfulness at Salesforce and Google. Oh, so he's wow. 
in the trenches in a high pressure environment, um, teaching mindfulness so people can exhale and have that moment of like that you're talking about with the feet grounded and the knees soft, like, huh, that feeling of you're like a balloon ready to pop. But if you just let a little air out, you can relax and not have to go for the pinprick experience. It's a great practice. Um, I try to make my meetings like 55 minutes long. Smart. <laughs> so, a, a nature break and yeah. then a breathing break yeah. and a water break. Yes. All th- th- three free things <laughs> That's that you can do. Really, in, you know, really smart. Right, being prepared. Tell us, um, so Desk Yogi is a subscription and mm-hmm. so I can, I subscribe, I go to Desk what is it? Desk dash. Yeah, desk dash yogi.com. Got it. And so then I, I've got these 10 minute videos. Is that how it They're works? averaging 10 minutes. No videos longer than 15, but we have an entire section that are videos that are five minutes and under. Oh. So you can do like a V sit core strengthening challenge that's one minute long. Really? Or you can do a three minute audio meditation with headphones on. Right. Or you can me- meditate or you can do a little yoga. Just, it's up to you. There's a lot. There's over 25 hours of videos. And you're on just the site. getting started. What's your, your babies. What's your goal? What it, when you you've got a roadmap. I have a how roadmap. Many, how many hours and and are you doing like thematic things? We're, we're doing some really fun thematic themes. Um one is uh desk yogi for introverts. Uh, you know, because not everyone's going to Zumba dance at their cube, you know, but we do offer the Zumba dance series. It's like people doing the salt shaker, you know, with headphones on, but you know, for the introverted architect Mm. who might not want to, you know, be raising his hands over his head and doing an environment where it's all bench seating and people don't feel as comfortable. All the titles by the end of uh, November will be closed captioned. And you can literally just, you know, and that's also an opportunity to offer other languages as well, like Spanish. And um, we'd like to have a giant presence in France, so French. (laughs) Um, You know, we have this way for introverts, the the stretches and the poses are are just a little bit less showy for Mm. people. So that's Mm. a fun series that I'm doing. Mm. And... um, I got all off on that tangent, but we publish new, we publish a new class every day. Really? Yeah. Every day. That's a busy living room you have there. I know. Well, we see, I didn't get to tell the story. Yeah. (laughs) I live in my backyard. Um, You know, when you're an entrepreneur and you have passion, you're willing to do whatever it takes to make it happen. So um, we are in an office now in Ojai. Mm. So we did move out of my house and uh, we have, a great production studio in downtown OI, which we're really excited and proud of. How, so I, I love the, the creation story, the Genesis story, <laughs> and now we're, we're out of the incubator and we're yeah. out there and you've got real customers and they're paying customers. you and gosh, that's, they I mean, that is me. so exciting, right? I mean, it's, it's all very it's real crazy. now, yeah. right? Yeah, it's real. Yeah. What is, um, what of the um, outreach and awareness tactics there are out there these days which one's working best for you curious the personal connection huh 
Isn't that <laughs> shocking? <laughs> you know. So um, the word of word of mouth. Word of mouth, and you know, the the old shampoo commercial: tell one friend, and they tell two friends, and they tell three friends, and you know, we've had some companies um, sign on, and we're extremely grateful. And it turns out that they enjoy it. And so they, we've been getting um, outreach in that way where I'll get an email of a friend introducing me to a friend. Right. And then I'll connect with that friend and so on and so forth. So a lot of my day right now since we've launched in September has been on the phone with people that I'm meeting through other people hmm. talking about Desk Yogi. And... And also, you know, people are interested on the social media, in the social media world. Um, we're active on Facebook and Instagram and sure. Twitter. And, but really what I enjoy the most is getting on the phone with somebody and finding out what's happening at their company. And then maybe we can help. So is the model then to offer this as uh, an employee benefit, much like the gym membership you talked about earlier? So it's... Um, Yes, an individual employee can go to your site and sign up and mm -hmm. get it. But the model for growth for you is to have the have that person who's finding it work go to HR and say, we ought to have this for the whole company. Yes. Got it. <laughs> Got and, it. you know, it's interesting. The um, Santa Barbara Independent came out with their tech issue. To, yes. Techtopia. Yes. Um, and I, I have it with me today. And I just thought it was so awesome to highlight the incredible industry just in the 805 area. Yep. And uh, I was, you know, we're proud to be listed in that directory. And I was thinking to myself, well, here is like an address book for all the companies that I'd like to <laughs> have Desk Yogi in. It's like <laughs> I the, independent, the, the independent did all the work for me. Yes, thank you. <laughs> Thanks, I would, Matt. I would also, though, imagine that those companies are, um, w would be, looking for these kind of opportunities right, exactly. to offer to their to their their employees. Yes, and I think that once the mo once they understand what we're doing, I think that um if if taking care of their employees is important, which most companies I find it's really important to them, yeah. then they're going to consider Desk Yogi as an option because it's super affordable and our mission is to, you know, and people always say engagement, 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 but we're really focused on people using it, not just having it, but people using it. So I would imagine then, when when I think about an initiative, I, I break it down into three letters, OMV. What, what's the outcome I'm looking for? Mm -hmm. How will I measure it? How will I know it when I see it? Mm -hmm. And then what's the value to me? So everything in life I, I do OMV on. I'm so, gonna start doing that. I like that. It's it's a uh, spectacular <laughs> way to think about the things stuff. you learn on a business podcast. Yes. Right. <laughs> OMV. Right. Oh, it's easy to remember. Yeah. And so so when you're talking to the HR person, you're trying to figure out well, what outcome are you looking for in the in the company? And it has nothing to do with what your agenda. It's right. like what are you looking for? I want a healthier workforce. I want more productive. I want. And then how would you measure that? What? How do you know what? It, because a lot of times what you're doing is very soft. So my coaching would be, how can you, not how can, I would think that the metrics you could have, that you could start developing 
and, the, and there's anecdotal stuff, but there's also some real metrics you could put in place to go back and show, listen, this isn't a soft, nice to have, this is a mm -hmm. have to have, mm -hmm. and then get one of the talented um, graphic artists that are here in the 805 to create a great infographic for right. that, because that's how we appeal. We, we, we visualize in tweets now, I wanna see things mm -hmm. broken down. But the, the metric of it, and then the value hit them, where is that value, not only to the individual, but to the organization? And if they can put a number on it, they can put budget towards it. Mm -hmm. Yes, we're in agreement. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not, by nature, a metric-driven person. Mm. And it's been a great experience for me, starting a company, to make that part of who I am. CEO, yeah. yes. And... Uh, I refer to myself as bossy. I <laughs> saw that on title. your card, bossy. <laughs> I love that. Um, I just part of owning the truth of who you are. Yep. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we created something really, un what I consider to be unusual and really effective. If, if your company signed up for Desk Yogi, you as the account holder would have real-time live data that's custom-made for you about how... Desk Yogi is improving your work culture. Mm. Give me an example. Um, most watched videos. Okay. And, and then that correlates to what teams are watching them and how that might be affecting their productivity and their absenteeism and even their visits to the doctor. So there is another, if, if people are really interested in this topic, we, we had... Uh, the guys who were in charge of the wellness practice from I Tolman and that. Weicker mm -hmm. on. And it was my first aha moment into this whole world. Right. And so one of the things I've learned about, because I'm kind of in the data business, mm -hmm. but I'm in the connection business, help people connect. But then there are some artifacts of those connections. So we can see most connection, most watch videos. Most, so right. that's, again, still just information. Right. There's insight buried in that information. Mm -hmm. Most people don't know what they're looking at. Yes. How do you, and, and so so I'm getting mm -hmm. another yes. So do you help them see the pearl inside the data, see the insight? And then the last bit of that is what initiatives are driven as a result of that insight? What we're learning about people that, um, are offered wellness, not by choice, meaning that they don't sign up as an individual for Desk Yogi, but they're given it, you know, it's sure. a gift of employment, whether that's a Fitbit or, you know, a wearable device or offsite gym or Desk Yogi, is that um, you have to pique their curiosity in order to start. Yep. At sure. all. Sure. And that is primarily done through a reward system and competition. Mm -hmm. You gamify it. You, you gamify, gamify it. wellness. You gamify wellness. Huh. And then what happens is, is that people start to feel better and they, they make that connection between the service that they're choosing to use and they're feeling better so beyond, beyond, the cam beyond the gamification. Right. So there's that, that measure. I mean, an easy one is weight loss, right? They an easy one is weight loss. My favorite is having people go through the different modalities on the site 
and putting a competition and or a reward against trying new things. Mm. So for instance, mm. not everyone's going to meditate and not everyone really knows what it is. Right. And so if I put a, a competition or a reward in place, everyone try a meditation video today, report back mm. on your findings. And how does that work so that, that I'm... S- I'm so interested in engagement and how you yes. engage, especially an employee audience mm-hmm. where I, I'm holding a paycheck to your head, mm-hmm. right? And yet you still won't do it. Right. Right? You're still not going to do it. Yes, you're still not going to do it. I could even withhold your pay. Is it? Nope. You can't really withhold their pay, Mark. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, wrong country. <laughs> okay, thank you. But you can offer to contribute to their health savings account Oh. If they take part in the wellness offering that you offer, uh, right? I like that. That's a good because idea. Because the thing is that when people take care of themselves, they go to the doctor less. Mm-hmm. And when they go to the doctor less, the company doesn't pay as much for health care. So if you so have a company, a if, yeah, if you have a company, let's, let's just use 100 people. If you have a company with 100 people in it and you offer your employees health care and an HSA, a health savings account, you can transform your offering by making the HSA part more robust, bigger, and contribute to it to have a higher deductible on doctor's visits for those that choose it so wow. that you can really make some substantive changes in your healthcare costs if you can incentivize your team to participate. And there is a company that we work with, and they... Um, they know how to do this. They do that. Oh, they wow. contribute a little bit to the HSA if they take part in a wellness challenge, right? And then and more. And that wellness challenge can be meditation-based or we have acupressure on the site. Like if you have a headache or eye strain, like oh, taking, part in, today. <laughs> taking part in these different offerings because you know what? You're turned on right now by meditation, yep. right? Yeah, And um, someone else might be turned on by fitness or core strengthening mm. because that's what they need the most. Mm. And then they might go out in the world and, and show up at a place they never thought they would. They might end up in that kickboxing class mm. because they that. tried something new right. because we're, you're, you're not forcing people, but you're pushing content to them in a way where they're, they're less likely to opt out because you're incentivizing them with a reward. I, I, is it fair to say you're being mindful about your business and mindful about this audience? I think it's important because I'm mindful with myself. So mm. it just it's just something that happens because mm. there were so many times where I wasn't. Mm. So you get to be a little bit careful <laughs> instead of just, you know, people are like, oh, I'm growing old or I don't, I'm just tired because I'm old. I'm always like, I'm gr- I'm better because I'm old. <laughs> Older. <laughs> My good friend Clara, who I visited last night, is 87. Hmm. She is the youngest of seven brothers and sisters, and they're all alive and kicking. Wow. But because she puts wellness first as a choice, she feels good. I want to leave it on that story because that's one that's going to resonate with us. This time has evaporated. Really? We're done? We're yeah. done. That's crazy. T- right? Right? This happens. You're it's, a great host. Well, thank you. Well, you're. Uh, I love 
when we, again, we start by saying fascinating people, you'll want to know better. You're deeply passionate about what you do and what I got out of your very last bit when I asked you about being mindful, mm -hmm. it was you were mindful with yourself. And you said a couple of times your truth to yourself. The true entrepreneur that succeeds solves their own problem first. And it's, when they yeah. solve their problem, they go out and find other people that have that problem. And there is an authenticity to that business because they deeply care about the success for themselves and for the person they're helping. And it's truly giving. It's truly giving. And it's not, oh, let's go identify a need that people have and then go try to solve that. There's, there's no authenticity. Yeah. You have that. I love that. And it Thank came you. out really well in this. One of the things we get to do in the show is, and everyone I know waits to the very last minute to, because to, this is the fun stuff. Uh-oh. I shouldn't do, I less of a You're setup. Really, you do set it up uh -oh. like it's going to be a plank. Yeah. Uh-oh, what's happening? <laughs> We're going to plank on the table. No, uh, I, we know that uh, as people are scanning through the list of mm -hmm. titles, that a really snappy title is going to get them to listen. So mm -hmm. of the 40-something episodes we have now, what should we title this show when you get first dibs on it? Avoid desk butt. Oh. Nailed that on the first shot. Just, you, you had that chamber, didn't No, you? I just, I, it's, we launched a reminder app, and uh, it's free on Chrome. Mm. And uh, I, I, everyone's like, what should we call it? What should we call it? And I was like, avoid desk butt. <gasps> And I can get that. I, I'm a Chrome guy. Yeah, you can just download it on Chrome for free, and it just is a little reminder that pops up in your computer that you can program in what you want it to remind you to do. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Well, Jackie, thank you so thank much. You. I really, and now uh, remind us again how people find you. Uh, www.desk. We still have to say That's that. That's my radio voice. Oh, there, nice. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> desk-yogi.com. I love that. <laughs> Fantastic. And they can sign up today. And is there they some kind of special right offers or things like that? So there's, you know, a 14-day free trial. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Okay. So they can go and try that. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Perfect. And Why? we have um, Sky Yogi titles on the site that just launched last week. So if you have travel coming up, you can be a member, download to your mobile device, uh, we brought an airplane into the set, not my living room, <laughs> but we brought an airplane on set and we have 30 odd titles related to people in coach sitting in a plane doing exercise and mindfulness and tension and stress relief. I'm on the plane on Sunday flying well, to New go. York and I will be amazing uh, my seatmates with that. <laughs> so <laughs> so I, thank you so much. Jackie, thank you so much. This is fantastic. I want to thank again California Lutheran University's School of Management and Tolman and & Weicker Insurance Services and our podcasting partner, Pull String Press. You want to check them for their new shows as well. And Cielo24, who provides the searchable captions for our show. The 805 Connect Project is supported by partners and sponsors throughout the region. I love all of you. You're just, we couldn't do this without your support. You can find more information at 805connect.com. Patrick, uh, I want more listeners. Yep. You How do we do. do that? Well, if you enjoyed this show, uh, we would appreciate that you take the link from this show and embed it in your favorite piece of social media. Ah. Uh, let, let other people know that uh, this is what you've been listening to and uh, wear that with a certain amount of pride because I think that this is some of the most intelligent podcast uh, content being put out there. And then uh, also your mother wants to know what I you've know. been listening to. So give her a call. 
my mom is, you know, they're sitting by the phone right now <laughs> waiting for you to call them. Yeah. How hard is it? It's one button. You don't even have to remember the number anymore. Come on. You don't even have to push the button. Yeah, what's your excuse? Siri, yeah. call mom. See how that works? Oh, yeah. I love that. Well, <laughs> thank you. And, you know, I'd love to hear from you personally as well. I, I love running into people uh, around town and when I'm traveling who've listened to the show and they've got ideas of people I should talk to. And I write all of that down. Um, send me a note if you've got a, an idea, if you've got a comment about the show. Mark at 805connect.com. Let me know what you liked about the show. So until next time, this is Mark Sylvester, your host for 805 Conversations. 